Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Jack. Jack was responsible for one of the fun ideas in this episode. I'll let you know what it was after the story. Thanks for the great idea, Jack, and thanks for listening. Also, I want to mention that I have recently set up a Patreon with some extra content. So if you're looking for a way to contribute and find some more episodes, just visit the website for more details about that. Now, Last time we left Eleanor and Joseph, they were leading Selina, the leader of the Foggy Forest, and her people to the castle. They encountered many Gloop soldiers and ended up having a run for it. They discovered that they had fire powers, which was especially useful against the Gloops. Now we rejoin the heroes as they rush to the castle with hundreds of Gloops right behind them. The entire group had found their pace as they jogged over hills and through trees and glades. Eleanor, Joseph, and the rest were faster than the Gloops, but sometimes it seemed like the Gloops didn't need to rest. It seemed like they were slower, but they had endless amounts of energy. Luckily, the castle was not too much farther away. You know, said Joseph as they were jogging, once we get to the castle... We're just going to have to turn around and fight. I hope the soldiers there are ready. Eleanor then thought about all the kids still at the castle. The kids they rescued from Podunk. Veronica was there, looking after the young ones. Eleanor wondered if they were anywhere near ready for the terrible attack that lay ahead. We should speed up a little then, said Eleanor. We'll need some time to prepare once we arrive. Let's pick up the pace. You heard her. Speed up, everyone, yelled Selina to her people, and the entire group increased their pace in hopes of reaching the castle well before the gloops. Eleanor and Joseph led the charge as they approached the castle. They knew the lookouts would see them well before they arrived, but they wanted to be sure that the castle soldiers knew it was them. They yelled and waved their hands in the air. Castle soldiers came to the edge of the lookout towers and peered down. The soldiers waved and hollered down to the doorkeepers. As Eleanor and Joseph neared the castle, the massive wooden doors creaked open 
Soldiers rushed out and stood guard while everyone entered the castle. The gloops were still miles away, but they could be seen in the distance. Princess Eleanor, who are these who accompany you? asked one of the castle guard as he pushed the large door closed behind him. This is Selina, leader of the foggy forest, and these are her people, said Eleanor, gesturing to the rest of the party. The castle guard soldiers nodded approval at the newcomers and led them into the great room. Joseph approached a guard and asked, Where are the children from Podunk? Out back, sir, practicing with Veronica, he replied. Practicing? wondered Joseph as he rushed to the rear of the castle. Joseph stepped out of the castle and into the massive backyard. He saw the kids from Podunk, some of them as young as two years old, using the wooden practice weapons on each other, under the guidance of the castle guard. Joseph watched them practice and offered words of encouragement. Great thrust, Thomas. Make sure you hold tighter to the hilt or it'll get knocked out of your hand. Excellent parry, Gina. Keep up that speed. Ever since saving the kids from that horse barn in Podunk, Joseph had felt almost responsible for them. He took a personal interest in their safety. He noticed Veronica off to the side. She seemed to be working on something with some other guards. Joseph went to check it out. What's all this? he asked. On a table before them was a variety of tubes and machine parts and glass containers. Oh, Joseph, I'm so glad you're back, said Veronica. Oh, these are just some pieces of, um, like an invention we're working on to battle the gloops. Here, check it out. Veronica reached over all the machine parts and picked up a device that looked kind of like a crossbow with a pump on it. It had a glass bottle full of water resting where the arrow normally went. Veronica pulled back the bowstring and aimed at a practice dummy. She carefully peered down the sights and let go of the string and a blast of water shot out, drenching the dummy. Wow, said Joseph. Let me try that out. Joseph continued to practice with the kids from Podunk. The castle guard worked to make as many of the water cannons as they could. Eleanor and Selina came out to the rear of the castle now as well, carrying maps they had been given by members of the castle guard. Veronica, could you help us out here? called Eleanor, spreading out the maps onto a large planning table outside among all the training and working. Eleanor introduced Selina and Veronica and then directed their attention to the maps. We have reports of Gloop soldier units here and here and here, she said, pointing to the map. We have a little time to prepare before the Gloops reach the castle. Veronica, tell us more about the terrain in this area here near Podunk. Veronica shared everything she knew about the land around her hometown, and even some useful information about the forests and hills in the area. Eleanor, Selina, and Veronica continued to map out their plans for moving against the Gloop army. They then moved to help fortify the area around the castle. Eleanor, being the oldest member of the royal family, was in charge of most of the castle guard plans. Once everything seemed in place, Eleanor and Joseph climbed the many steps to the top of one of the castle's corner towers. They had carried telescopes up to the top of the tower to check on the approaching Gloop army, but didn't even need them. 
The gloops were so close now. They began to split their ranks and surround the castle as much as they could. We should probably get out there and break through their lines, said Joseph. What if we slipped on our skis and sped around those gloops, blasting at them with our new powers? Joseph, that's an awesome idea, said Eleanor. Let's do it. See if we can thin their numbers before they actually begin their attack on the castle. And so, Eleanor and Joseph rushed down the tower steps, past all the castle guards preparing for the fight. We're taking the fight to the gloops, said Eleanor to a lieutenant as she ran past him. Hold positions for now. The lieutenant saluted. The siblings grabbed skis and goggles and launched themselves through the castle gates. They sped to the gloop front lines, blasting flames from their hands, testing the limits of their newfound abilities, seeing just how far their flames could reach. They shot huge fireballs into groups of gloops and broke their ranks. The groups quickly tried to surround Eleanor and Joseph. Even though the two were fast on their skis, much faster than the gloops, there were hundreds of gloop soldiers, maybe even thousands. The gloops began to circle and circle around the kids, slowly but surely blocking off their paths of escape and tightening around them as they skied and blasted flames. Joseph noticed what they were doing. Eleanor, they've got us surrounded. They're getting closer. The gloops began throwing their weapons at the kids, trying to knock them down. Swords and shields whizzed past Eleanor and Joseph. Too close. We're going to need to ramp them, said Eleanor. There, the one with the big shield. Joseph followed Eleanor as she sped right at one of the gloop soldiers who was holding a huge shield, a shield bigger than it was. She blasted flames at the gloop, and it raised its shield. Eleanor leaped up into the air and used the shield as a ramp. Joseph followed, and they ramped this gloop's shield about 20 feet. They barely cleared the last row of gloops, and seeing that perhaps this strategy had run its course, they headed back for the castle. On their way back, they noticed the gloops also beginning to rush the castle. They were throwing weapons and shooting arrows up at the tower openings. The castle guard were beginning to fight back. Soon it would be a full-scale assault. Eleanor and Joseph skied right around to the back of the castle, where they figured the kids would still be training. Eleanor hollered up over the fence surrounding the rear of the castle. The gloops were starting to attack the fence now, too, and the two siblings were dodging them. "'Open up the back gate!' yelled Eleanor. "'It's Eleanor and Joseph! Quick, open the gate!' As the two approached the tall wooden gate, Eleanor and Joseph zipped past the approaching gloops and slid right through a small opening in the gate that a member of the castle guard had opened for them. The guard slammed the gate shut behind them just as a small group of gloops smashed into the fence. The gloops are minutes from attacking, yelled Joseph as he slid up to the rear of the castle. Arm yourselves! Take defensive positions! Joseph rallied the young kids to himself up on the large open deck of the castle. Here, they could defend the castle with their new water blasters, but still remain at a safe distance from the gloops. Veronica rushed down the backyard to Eleanor. Hey, I just saw you out there with Joseph. You, you were, you, you had fire blasting from your... Veronica could barely speak, knowing that it sounded 
so unbelievable to even suggest that Eleanor and Joseph were shooting flames from their hands. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Veronica. I totally forgot to tell you. Me and Joseph are the kingdom defenders, and we have special fire-throwing powers. I guess in all the hubbub, I forgot to bring it up. Pretty cool, huh? said Eleanor. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty amazing, said Veronica, who was standing next to Selena now, and they were each holding a new water blaster. And now, looking upon Selena, the leader of the Foggy Forest, and Veronica, who had a strength and resolve she never even knew about, Eleanor hatched a bold new plan involving the three of them. All right, Veronica, Selena, she said, giving them each serious looks. The three of us can lock down this entire rear section of the castle if we work quickly. Follow my lead. Eleanor led them down near the water at the very rear of the castle's backyard, while Joseph tensely waited for battle among the wayward island children he had privately sworn to protect. There were precious moments left before all-out war and everyone felt ready. But would it be enough? We'll find out next time on the finale of the Kingdom Defender series. Thanks for listening, everyone. A bright listener named Jack gave me the idea for the heroes to use water guns against the gloops. I hadn't thought of that at all, and I'm glad Jack thought to share that with me. It was a great idea. Thanks again, Jack. Adios, everyone.